gospel, to unite our hearts together for the purpose of prayer this morning. We turn to Philippians chapter 2. I'll begin reading this morning in verse 5 as we think about the incarnation of Christ. Uh, using, again, we're deviating from John 17 this morning in light of the Christmas morning uh, or Christmas Sunday celebration. Philippians chapter 2, beginning reading in verse 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Turn over to Colossians, one page over probably in your Bible. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And then if you look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Again, Paul repeats, for in him, that's Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Over the past several weeks, we've been working through um, an Advent series entitled the majesty of the incarnation, where we have first of all considered the, just the doctrine of God, right? We began thinking about who God is, that there is but one true God who has eternally existed in three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit, and that the one true God is among his many, the many realities of his nature. He is incomprehensible. He is uh, the perfect spirit. He is self-existent. He is infinite. He is unchanging. He's, as we considered his perfections, his attributes, he's holy, not like us. But he's also good, and he's righteous. And then last week, after spending a couple of weeks thinking about just the gravity of God, the weightiness of God, the majesty of God, then last week we began to draw, turn our attention to the doctrine of Christ, thinking of his person, first of all. Who is Jesus? And we said, well, first and foremost, he is divine, meaning all those weighty thoughts, 
we began to explore about God, about God's nature and about God's perfections, that he is incomprehensible, that you can't know God fully. We can know him truly as he's revealed himself, but we can't know him fully. All of the limitlessness of God is in Christ, in him. He is divine. Part of the... uh, the, the seed, I guess, of this sermon series for me came in these passages in Colossians where Paul says twice, the fullness of deity dwells bodily. And that's a passage we've read countless times, and you've probably spent more time thinking about it than I have, but for whatever reason, it hit me. The fullness of deity, which is unknowable, the fullness of deity, which could never be, uh, will for all eternity be explored and never be fully exhausted, dwells in Christ. The wonder of the incarnation, the wonder. Oh, how that, a right view of God, all of a sudden, now Christ becomes who he is. He's God. He is divine. And the majesty of the incarnation is that in addition to that mind-blowing reality, the fullness of deity dwells in him. The second thing we saw last week is he's also human. He's also, you look at him, he looks like one of us. Inside of him, the fullness of deity dwells, but he's one of us. There's nothing you go through that he didn't likewise go through, only more so. There's nothing that you face that he didn't face. There's nothing you go through that he doesn't understand. He is fully human and fully divine. And we just read the passage in Philippians where Paul says, He came and put on human flesh, but also went to the cross and died. And of course we know he was resurrected, and oftentimes we forget right now. He is. He's still in bodily form. He's still the fullness of deity. And right now, he is at the Father's right hand. Right now, he is, and we're going to be talking a little bit about it in this morning's message. He's there mediating between us and God. And around his throne, the angels, which we will be echoing in some songs a little bit later this morning, The angels just throw themselves down at him. Why? Because in him the fullness of deity dwells. I don't know that we we speak an awful lot about Christ. We speak, I think, right things about Christ, but it's an ongoing journey for us to know Christ and to treasure him like this. But that's what Christmas does for us. It gives us an opportunity to rethink and be reminded who Christ is and to respond appropriately.